Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 57 of the IT Career Energizer, a weekly podcast where I chat with inspiring IT professionals, consultants, and experts from around the world. To find out more about the podcast, visit itcareerenergizer.com. And remember to subscribe to get new episodes automatically downloaded to your device. And now let's chat with today's featured guest, Hadi Hariri. Hadi leads the developer advocacy team at JetBrains, and spends as much time as he can writing code. He has authored a couple of books, a few courses, and has been speaking at regular events for over 15 years. So, Hadi, can I ask you to expand on that brief bio and tell us a little bit more about yourself? Hi, Phil, and thank you uh, for having me on the show. Sure. I started my career in software development, like many, I guess, and uh, have been writing code for, for probably around 25 years or so. Um, and I've been through different uh, industries in terms of languages and platforms. So I started back in the old days with Delphi, well, even before that with Clipper and DBase and stuff. Then moved on to Delphi and then .NET. And now I'm on the JVM with uh, Kotlin and uh, other things and had my little dip in JavaScript. I think everyone has their little dip in JavaScript at some <laughs> point in their life. So it sounds like you've had a, a good exposure to different technologies as well as different industries. Yes, I've been fortunate enough for that. Andy, can you tell us maybe a unique career tip that the IT career energizer audience need to know and possibly don't? Well, I don't know how unique this is, uh, but I think that I think one of the things that I've found that has really helped my career along the way is to always be learning. Uh, everything that, whatever activity, whatever I'm on, um, always try and be learning, dedicate a, a good chunk of your time to continue to learn new things and not get stagnated in, um, you know, whatever it is you're doing uh, in a specific technology or or other. Uh, so if we're talking, for example, of, you know, languages, don't stagnate yourself in, in, in the sense of saying, oh, I'm going to stick to this language because it provides me with a, you, you know, every, everything that I would ever need, I can do with this language. Why would I ever look at some other language? I think that really opens up your horizon in, in seeing other ways to do things. And, and that's just one example. Yeah. Do you feel um, if you did focus on one technology, for example, you could arguably get left behind? Well, I don't know how important it is to be left behind in the context of what exactly being left behind means, right? I mean, if you have a job and you're not worried about your job security and, and your passions in life are, are many things and, and your job is just to, you know, um, do your job and pursue your other passions, then the concept of getting left behind really doesn't make much sense, right? But if it is in the context of, yeah, I want to be, up to date on what's going on so that if you know I need to change jobs or look for something else, yes, obviously, it always makes sense to be up to date with with what you are, um, with, with your field. Uh, but it, I don't think it's exclusively though about 
not being left behind. It's also about actually seeing how to do or approach different problems, right? Because like, for instance, you know, to, to give you a, a simple example, many, for many years, I've seen how to do something with languages, whether it was C Sharp or Java or Delphi in a specific way. Then I start to look at things like Haskell, which are a functional programming uh, language. And I see that hey, there are other ways to resolve the exact same problem that even might be more um, elegant at times, right? And and I would never do that. If, I mean, I, I never did it out of a need. I did it out of interest, out of trying to learn more. Yeah. Can you maybe tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? Oh, I've got so many of them. Which ones could I talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I think that's, I think, I mean, off the top of my head, one of the things that comes to my mind is probably the, probably the first time that I ever gave a, a talk at a conference. Uh, it was, it was nerve wracking. It was awful. It was, it was just horrible. And, and I was, I didn't know my subject that well. I hadn't prepared at all that well, or as much as I thought I had. And I was in, in a room and there was a few people challenging everything that I was saying. And it was one of these moments of like, why, why did, why am I doing this? Like, why am I torturing myself in this way? Why am I even here? Why did I even get into it? I hate programming. Why am I even doing these things? <laughs> and, and, you know, when people say to you, like, what is one of your worst it career moments? I always think that that comes to mind, um, immediately. And then there's, in terms of pressure and that, I think one of the things that one of the other times is I used to many years ago, I used to work at an ISP and we, it was back in the days when, you know, to connect to the internet, you had to have a dial up modem. And I was in charge of like these, um, radius servers they used to call that, that you used to call in to connect to the internet. And the, the pressure of when our frame relay with the, you know, phone provider used to go down and then all our customers calling and, and saying, you know, oh, you know, it's, uh, it's not working. And I remember one time what happened is that our database, we lost it. And that was one of these moments of now the phone is just nonstop going to go off the hook saying, I can't connect to the internet. <laughs> So in, in terms of the um, presentation, presumably the learning from you was to always be prepared. Uh, yes, I think it's, it's yeah. I mean, I, I'm all for public speaking and I encourage people to give talks, um, but it's it's just to, I, I mean, for me, it was personally a very horrible moment, uh, but it definitely didn't stop me from speaking. I mean, I, I, I enjoy, you know, looking back at it, I'm like, I'm glad I did it because yeah. I learned from my mistakes. It's moving into your your uh, or out of your comfort zone, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I no regrets at all doing it, but it's still it's still in the back of my head. Of I remember that, and I was having a debate with someone that was questioning hash functions in, in a talk that I was giving about uh, cryptography, right? And it's like, well, I could have chosen a different topic, to be honest with you. <laughs> and your experience of obviously the the server going down. Um, what happened then? Was the database actually recovered in any way? Yeah, but I mean, we lost. We lost a, a good bunch of uh, accounts. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm talking about 
back in the old days when you didn't have cloud. You know, you we were the cloud. Like we were four servers in 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 a room with AC blowing. You know, in August in Spain, that's like forty degrees Celsius down where I live, and that was the cloud, right? Yep. Um, so it's you know, and we had backups, but obviously the backups weren't uh, daily or hourly. So we we managed to recover some of it. Uh, but the the when when that when I looked and I said where's the database and it was just like oh god here we go <laughs> and effectively the phone just didn't stop it just it, it was it was a nightmare right and the majority of the customers that were calling again it was the early internet days right this is the time when people used to call you and say you know I, I can't send email and and you would say but are you connected to the internet and they would say I, I don't want the internet I want to send email. Right, they didn't understand that one was needed for the other. Okay, so moving away from your possibly two of your worst IT career moments, can you maybe tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? Oh, I think actually that's kind of um, uh, I I, w- I don't know if I could define a a single h- highlight. I think that one of the most enjoyable moments that I had recently was. When um, you know I, I'd been advocating for one of our programming languages, which is called Kotlin, uh, for many many years, right? And the first time that I ever gave this talk, a talk on Kotlin, there was like um, I think it was eight people in the in the crowd in a room of eight hundred people, uh, and it just felt like you know something that nobody knew, cared about, or wanted to come and listen to. Uh, and last year I gave a the same kind of talk at uh, Google I.O. In, you know, in front of live, I think there was around three or 4,000 people and then a whole bunch of uh, thousands of people watching online. And it really kind of said, you know, all these years giving these talks eventually paid off um, in, in specifically to this Kotlin. So that was, that was a memorable moment in, in, in my career, I guess. What excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT in particular? Oh, well, I'm going to have to be um, quite uh, in line with probably some of the other answers you've received and, and probably say um, machine learning is, is one of the things that I'm, I, I'm quite excited about, but at the same time, I'm fearful of. Um, and, and not in the aspect of, like, I don't picture Terminator. Right? I did wonder, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm I'm more concerned about what is happening right now in in our industry, well, in the world actually, with some of the algorithms and the AI that is taking place that is influencing people's thoughts. Yep. Um, in terms of you know even even the simplest of things, which is you know when you when you watch videos on a video site and then as you're watching, it starts to recommend what you want to watch next and some way swaying your thoughts so these are the things that worry me more around um you know how we're going to use these algorithms not the algorithms itself yeah do do you think there's a relationship between um machine learning and for example big data well i think that big data has enabled better machine learning right yeah because I mean, you know, the the concept of neural networks has been around for decades. I mean, back I think it started back in the seventies, but uh, computation power and data wasn't accessible in the way it is today in storage. So we're just seeing the fruits of 
you know, what people wanted to accomplish back then, we can now do it at a fraction of a cost, right? And and we don't even need to know these things. Like we don't even need to implement an algorithm. We can just pay monthly and, and get AI as a service, right? So it's just, it's all made possible with big data. I think the biggest challenge is how can we do this in isolated chunks of big data, so to speak, so that your data doesn't have to, you know, you don't have to give up every single right you have in terms of privacy to be able to leverage some of the usefulness of, you know, machine learning and AI and automation that could provide you. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. Are you ready for this? Okay. What first attracted you to a career in IT? Creating something and seeing the result in a computer program. That I, It was actually writing a game and seeing the result of that. What is the best career advice you've ever received? I, I think uh, probably just to not settle for, um, like not settle in terms of your limitations, not impose limitations on yourself. Yeah, I, th- I think you've probably done that with your public speaking in particular. Uh, yeah, probably. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? I would have learned Haskell, and I would have paid more attention to some things that I didn't during university. <laughs> what career objectives are you focusing on at the moment? Uh, continuing to do what I do, which is develop advocacy and continue to learn new things and um, actually looking more into aspects of machine learning. And I've got a lot of interest in functional languages, so I'm moving a little bit towards that area as well. What's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Being able to communicate with people. Yeah. I think that's, in fact very important often even more important at times than technical skills indeed because it opens up many doors yeah Hadi, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the it career energizer audience yeah touching a little bit on the idea of communication i think that it's really important to learn to uh communicate with people and listen to people you know the the act of listening is is important even when we're implementing some application for for a customer we we often hear people but we don't actually listen to them so being able to communicate with your colleagues with your customers with your uh, users i think is fundamental and also it's important to be humble in receiving criticism not only giving criticism and and making sure that it's constructive when you do and honest and candid but also be humble and knowing that you know you might be wrong and you might not know it all. Yeah, I think that's absolutely right. I think teams these days have to be collaborative in particular when they deliver um, and therefore constructive criticism. And and the way it's delivered is as, as important as well. Yeah, and that's where having good communication skills, I think, is, is vital exactly. because it builds a, a bonding relationship between the people that you collaborate with, right? And that's the essence of of, of you know doing things well. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Uh, well, I'm on Twitter as H Hariri or um, my website, which is hadihariri.com, or you can um, reach me by email, which is mail at hadihariri.com. LinkedIn is probably the worst way to connect with me because uh, I really don't log in that much to it. Um, but all of the other uh, ones I've said, I'm, I'm very accessible. 
Hadi, thank you so much for joining me on the IT Career Energizer podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. Thank you, likewise. My thanks to Hadi for being my guest on today's show. You can find full show notes on the website at itcareerenergizer.com slash e57. In the next episode, I'll be talking with Ada Bernier, who is founder and CEO of Skillcrush, an online tech education company that helps students make a career change into tech. You can get this and other future episodes automatically downloaded and available to play by simply subscribing to the podcast in iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever streaming service you're using to listen. Thanks again for listening, and remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.